Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Back inside inside the lunch table here. Uh, Calvin, how are you doing today? I'm big man. I cannot complain. Rolling through the week really easy. Getting ready for the weekend. Getting ready for the weekend. Absolutely. It is a little bit of a later episode today. Uh, we kind of got caught up in a, in a lot of uh, school stuff, personal stuff here. So we are coming at you at 6.07 here in Texas. Um, I want to talk about the NFL, and then I want to then I want to bounce it over to the NBA. Um Playoff P apparently had a phenomenal game yesterday. Me and Calvin were talking about this. He texted me and he said it's the best game that play uh, that uh, PG has ever had in his impressed. life. I was shocked, man. I'm a playoff P hater. I was shocked. But anyways, uh, let's hop right into the NFL. Free agency is kind of dwindling down a little bit. We're just under a month out from uh, from the NFL draft. And obviously, depending on what you do in free agency also depends on what you do in or what you want to do in the draft uh, and vice versa, what you get in free agency. Um, so, for example, coming into free agency, we didn't know if Jacksonville was going to fix their offensive line or fix their defensive line. Um, they did fix their offensive line a little bit. So I think that kind of points to you to saying Aiden Hutchinson is going to go number one either him or Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I would imagine it's Aiden Hutchinson. But with all that, Calvin, I want to know who do you first off? Who do you think won free agency, um, and who do you think really just lost and or, or didn't do enough in free agency? Um, my winner in free agency, as much as I really hate to say it, I'm I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think Tyree Kill wow. is a great addition for Tua Tagovailoa. I know you had to give up a couple of picks, and uh, granted, I don't really think they were any monumental picks. I don't know if the guy at pick what is it 29 is going to be as valuable as Tyree kill. Um, and then I really like Toron Armstead as well. Um, Toron Armstead was my number one free agent going into the off season. I thought if there was a player, you're going to go out there and get to improve your offensive line. It was going to be Toron Armstead. The only pushback I do have with Miami, the beginning of the off season was not very pretty. Um, it got really choppy with Brian Flores. I don't like how the whole situation played out. Um, I like the addition of Darius Williams as well. I think Darius Williams is a really good corner. And the reason why he couldn't stay in LA yeah. was because they couldn't afford to pay two really good corners. And so yeah. I really, I just, I don't I don't like the 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 turmoil that came with the coach. I do like the guy they hired. They hired Kyle Shanahan's um, secondhand man, and y'all know how I feel about Kyle Shanahan. So I really don't think you're moving in the wrong direction there. Um, I feel like everything Tua needs is in front of him now. Uh, if he can't succeed with this offense, I think we know he won't able he won't ever be able to succeed. So I really think they put themselves in a now or never situation. Buffalo's ready to win in that division, and so is New England. I don't think Miami wants to sit around for a decade and be competent. Um, loser, loser. Um. I don't say your Cowboys. You can't say I, your Cowboys, I really, right? I, I want to say, <laughs> I, I honestly want to say Dallas or Green Bay. I, I'm having a hard time picking between the one of the two. My issue with Dallas is uh, you moved. I, I, I preached on this show for so long about moving off of Amari Cooper. So I can't be mad. You did that. Make me very hypocritical. The issue I have is the Michael Gallup deal. We got ourselves right back committed to a receiver. I know it wasn't at the same price, but damn it, what else have we done outside of that that pops out to you? I promise you, the people who aren't digging through rosters every single day can't name a single other Cowboy move this offseason besides dumping Amari Cooper. Uh, my problem in Green Bay, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers, I get that you got paid, but damn it, at what cost? Who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to next season? I know they've got the two picks, and I get it. There's plenty of good receivers in this draft, but none of them are going to be the equal to Devontae Adams. I do like that they kept some of their defensive pieces around, but like I said, I don't know what this offense is going to be next year with guys like Aaron Jones and David Bautishwai, however you say his name, who can't stay on the football field. Yeah. That's interesting that you said I had two different picks. I think who absolutely won free agency was Denver, and I don't even okay. think it's really a discussion okay. anymore. Um, especially with obviously getting Russell Wilson. I do think Russell Wilson is on a decline in his career. Um, Absolutely. But I think, uh, let's be honest, you're only great for X amount of years. I mean, you're, I mean, well, and yeah. until, I mean, unless you're Tom Brady, right? Unless you're the GOAT, then obviously, <laughs> obviously you're great for 20 years stri- straight, excuse me. But uh, I, obviously, Russell Wilson coming there makes him, makes him an, uh, just a way better. Well, way better team. I Absolutely. also think too. too well, I also think too that um, LA also got really good too. Absolutely. I, thought, I think LA got. I, I think Wait, LA, which side of LA? I, I'm okay with either LA team. Oh, yeah, both of them. Uh, both. Well, well, there you go. Uh, that works for me. Both of I them. Think that, I think the I Chargers think that, think, A plus. The the Rams can get an A too. Man, they both had really good off seasons. Well, yeah, I think the Chargers got better. I mean, obviously, I know you like Brandon Staley. 
No, but, the head coach can only hold back so much. You know what I'm saying? At this point, there's too much talent out there for even the coach to get in. He's going to have to tie these guys' shoelaces together for them not to win football games. I think Justin Herbert is probably the third best young quarterback in the in the uh, league right now outside of Patrick Mahomes so too, and Josh man. Allen. I really do. I think he's got a lot of um, upside. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson is for sure. Absolutely. And I, and I, I think, think he's, he's better, better than Joe Burrow. Than Joe Burrow. I oh, do too. Oh, I, great minds think alike. I like that. Yeah, I think he's better than Joe Burrow. Uh, but – and I think he lost free agency – who you got? I, I would say I got like three teams. Indianapolis, because they didn't do a damn thing. Uh, you got a, a washed over Matt Ryan. I don't think he's done yet, uh, but he's not going to be MVP he Matt ain't Ryan. Anything I'm sorry. special, big man. But yeah. granted, he's also – I would say he's better than Carson Wentz. Is. Absolutely. I will um, not push back there. Definitely more consistent without a doubt. I would say Dallas as well. I would agree with, with your take on that, Dallas as well. Uh, be, mostly because – you didn't do anything, like, man. Like you said, I mean, you you didn't. It's do one anything. thing. It's one thing to get rid of Amari Cooper, but then what well, do you the, do with the money that the you best player up? we signed this offseason has a torn Achilles or ACL, whatever he torn. And I'll grant it prayers to him, and hopefully he gets back soon because apparently we need him. I mean, we sold the house. Cedric Wilson's gone too. Shout out to him, another Miami Dolphin now. Well, I just I guess I just kind of wonder, like, I don't know. I guess they really like Michael Gallup, uh, but in in my mind, I would. I don't know. You still got Bobby Wagner out there. You still got Tyron Matthew out there. Well, and um, the thing, uh, and this is what's killing me with the Cowboys, unfortunately, and I realized this last night as I was watching the Mavs games, the Mavs continue to get successful. You just lose the will to care about the Cowboys. Like it just dwindles and dwindles deeper inside of you. And like right. I, I, originally at the beginning of the offseason, I was upset. At, at this point, I, I, I've just set it onto a spot of realist with myself. I mean, this is exactly what you expect from this organization. Um, I, I, I don't know what you're waiting on. They're, like Kev said, guys like Tyron Matthew are waiting to be signed. I don't know why we're not interested in a guy like that. It's clear Kansas City is not bringing him back. What are we waiting on? I mean, do we uh, – like Xavier Woods – even if Xavier Woods was still on the roster, what are we waiting on? And so well, I just I, – no, Screw that. You signed Curse back. And by the way, I wanted to bring this up too because I saw this on Twitter. Well, leading tackler. I, I so they – So they signed Curse back and somebody – compared him to Buda Baker and, and as a Cowboys oh. fan I want you, I want you to like if if let's take let's take salary and contracts aside who would you rather have well I'll Curse tell you right now Buda Baker um I this is not Buda oranges here um Buda ba- what Buda Baker is such a complete football player I think Buda I Baker could play middle linebacker if he wanted to he's like five nine he's itty bitty and I would still trust him to pop somebody in the middle of the football field um what curse uh curse filled a system um he's a dan quinn guy uh, he knows dan quinn's defense inside and out uh, there's no doubt about that of course he's played for the guy for what five seasons in a row now um yeah the the middle of this or the middle of this defense was weak going into the season leighton van der Esch can't stay on the field don't worry we paid him so he'll be okay um and that's what it was for me he filled a hole i mean there was a guy somebody had to make those tackles it wasn't going to be nobody um he's a, he's a b he's a good football player but he's not buda baker buda baker is uh is like i said complete man sideline to sideline he can cover in the pass he can go on the blitz and he can play in the middle of the field i don't know what else you could ask for right i see i i, <laughs> I like i really like buda baker i don't know i just I, I really like buda baker maybe it's because i like the cardinals more than i like the uh cowboys maybe that's just my bias coming in there but i, I don't i don't care um so let's talk about who is left on the market. We already talked about two of them. Let's talk about who's still left on the market. Uh, you really like Tyron Matthew. You um, more more of a leadership role than a football. Don't get me wrong. He provides plenty on the field. I'm not saying he's a washed yeah. up scrub or anything like that. But what he does right. in the locker room is not doubtable for me. He's a culture guy. Um, every time Kansas City's been bad, even if he does it on Twitter, I hate when he does it on Twitter. But still, he goes out there and he takes responsibility. He holds everyone in that locker room accountable. And unfortunately, that's what we're looking for some culture guys. I get we've got some young pieces in the locker room who I guess you could say are decent outside of Michael Parsons. These guys need a leader, man. And I think um, Tyron Matthew is absolutely that guy. I don't think Demarcus Lawrence is a leader. Sean Lee has been retired for what four seasons now. I just. We yeah. need to find I, – I, I want an alpha male on that side. I get Michael Parsons might be that guy, but damn, he's been in the league for 15 minutes. Let's get some type of support role in there. I think Tyron Matthews, that guy. Stephon Gilmore is another really good one. Um, well, that was going to Stephon... be, be my next one. I think he's still the best free agent left on the market. Um, I won't give I you more I... pushback there. I think it's between him and um, Tyron Matthew. I think those are two or guys. Bo- that... Or Bobby Wagner. I, I, I and... think those are you're still your top three. But my question is, why the hell are they still in the market? 
And now that's so I, I do not understand. There's two two of them I really don't get. A um Stefan Gilmore, I completely understand because I'll tell y'all why. Stefan Gilmore is asking for ridiculous ads money. There's no way Probably he's gonna is. get paid what he's asking for. Um, that was the same problem he had going back three seasons now. I mean, he's yes. been asking for ridiculous money since um, he had his issues in with the New England Patriots. I mean, but let's um, be honest. Though, let's be honest, though, Cal. I, I would argue that he is the top corner in the league. I mean, oh, but uh, he's 32 years old. I got I, no, a hard I, time okay. tying That's... four years onto him. And I got a feeling because, you know, he's not asking to get paid over one season. He's asking no. for a long term. He wants to be secure Absolutely. like Theron Armstead. Absolutely. Damn, that's that's a commitment, man. He has had injury issues over the past two seasons, too. Remember when he got to Carolina, he couldn't even play right away because he was still dealing with whatever the hell right. he was on IR for. And so I but unfortunately, if you're Dallas, what the hell is the option? Are you really going to roll Anthony Brown back out there for another season? You can't make two picks in one pick at, in the first round. We can't solve three or four positions in the first round of the draft. And I think um, I, as I address the big picture here, you're going to have to go guard in the first round. What the hell is the answer at corner? And I don't think anybody has asked that question. So I really think if you can go out there and get Stephon Gilmore on a two-year deal, if it if it costs you a little bit of money, let it cost you a little bit of money. You're not doing anything else with it. I don't want it just to sit in Jerry Jones's pocket. So I think at the end of the day, we've got to get hyper-aggressive at some point, or we're just going to accept the fact that we're average. And honestly, Kath, I think we might do so. I mean, the division is bad. We know eight wins puts us into the playoffs. I just I, It doesn't seem like Jerry Jones has any intention to be hyper-aggressive right now. Well, I... I was going to – so walking into today, obviously I, I am a big Vikings fan, so I, I listened to a ton of Vikings news. And outside of outside of Stephon Gilmore, I thought – I still think Patrick uh, Patrick Peterson can play. I know he's old, but I still think he can play. Um, and walking into today, I was like, oh, okay, I think Dallas should go make the play for Patrick Peterson. Um, but – he, I, I, there are reports saying that he's coming back. He said on a podcast that he's re-signing with Minnesota, which, by the way, I don't have a problem with a one-year contract. I definitely do Absolutely. believe, though. Like I said, somebody's got to play. Somebody's got to play. I definitely do believe, though, that okay, – again, though, why the hell did Dallas not make a play for him? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why, and, uh, and, that, and honestly, Clay is Campbell. What are we and that's, doing? And that's perfect, too, for Dallas. You can get him on a one-year deal. Give him the veteran minimum. Give him twice the veteran minimum. Sign him for $5, 7000000 million. Just it's going to be interesting something. to see what Minnesota's about to pay for him because <laughs> I know Dallas can pay for it. I mean, I don't, um, yeah, what the, they don't have a ton we, of cap space. And now that was Jerry's excuse a couple off-seasons ago was, hey, listen, I got to pay all of these guys and put us all the way against the cap. I don't know what else you want us to do. And Unfortunately, we don't have that excuse anymore. Uh, you clear the salary cap space. It's time for you to make a move instead of we're just sitting on our hands. And I mean, like I said, you can't take more than one guy in the first round. So that's not an option right there. Right. Um, outside of Tyron Matthew, Bobby Wagner, um, there is still and, and, and Stephon Gilmore. There is still Odell. Now, Davion Clowney and Davion Clowney. Ooh, so listen. Ooh. Odell. What do you think? On corner, I got one more. I got Casey Hayward Jr. I don't think Casey Hayward Jr. has been signed yet. By no means an A or anything like that. Solid B, though. This is a good bump and run corner. Uh, like I said, Dallas, what the hell are we waiting on? I know Casey Hayward can't go back to Denver. They have no, There's no way the salary cap works with the Russell Wilson contract. So I really think, I mean, why not? And I, there are a couple of guys. I think Akeem Hicks is another one that I don't believe yes. is signed yet. I don't know what no. we're waiting on. That's another good one. Um, Odell, Odell, honestly, now maybe I don't know what, if he might be a little too much for Jerry, but why not? I mean, if he's yeah, waiting for not? money, if, if he wants a one-year deal, why not let it be from Dallas? Give him Well, 12. let's be honest, though. Oh, he's I got mean, a rehab, I, too, though. That's the same problem with Michael Gallup. That's another guy we're going to pay to not play. Exactly. I that's didn't think about, about that aspect of it. That's what I was about to say. I mean, ACL injuries, let's see. He yeah, got less attractive for me the longer we talk they about take it. Eight months, so you're looking at December. Um, well, the you're looking is- at more than half the season done, and so that's the thing, though. Um, obviously, that's what you work at in your contract. I, I obviously, I think Odell has the talent to be able. To, listen, I, I think oh, before, if listen, if he would, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, there's a real possibility that that man could have won Super Bowl. Or, uh, Super Bowl MVP. Like I'm Absolutely. so serious. He was like, having a great first quarter. He scored a touchdown too. Let's not forget. Right. That's what I'm saying. Great bounce back story, too, by the way. So uh, absolutely. Fans do like a comeback. But my question was to you, do you think that he'll sign with anyone? And obviously, I mean he'll probably get the veteran minimum. 
But if you do think inside, I mean, I, listen, he's too much of a talent to not, and he's too much of a, I mean, I know that there were problems with him in New York, but I, I feel like that kind of got sorted out in L.A. issues, too. I think he grew up a little bit. Uh, I think yeah, Cleveland so makes I. you grow up real fast, and I think uh, right. spending that time in Cleveland. My issue with Odell is the same issue I have with Stephon Gilmore. Odell, you cannot, for, you cannot be asking for outrageous money and be looking for a deal. If, well, if I Odell think it's different, though, with me. them, though. You and, know, I, I think that's different because he's hurt. And I don't think, and I think that he's going to ask for a ton. I, I really but, think – I, I, there's got to be offers out there. I just don't feel like, and I think this is the same thing with Tyron Matthew. There's got to be offers out there. They're just not offers the individual likes. And maybe that's true for Stefan Gilmore too. He could have already talked to some teams. And like I said, just not got the money he liked. Um, Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, I really thought maybe return to new England because they let JC Jackson walk, but unfortunately I don't feel like the money's right for him there either. So I really just, these individuals we're at the point now where we're in the, I don't know category. I don't know why these guys haven't signed yet. It's got to be either their issue or like Cavs, said it could be the teams teams might just not be interested right now well in your in, in your opinion uh because i was thinking about this in, at the gym today if if you've got the position to take now i know this is hypothetical here but would you rather take Derek stingley in the draft or would you rather take stephan gilmore I'd out take of free Derek agency stingley. i'll definitely take Derek rookie stingley. contract i know a lot of people have issues with Derek stingley because these past two seasons have not been what they were his freshman season but i remember what his freshman season was and that memory alone is enough for me to want Derek stingley i, I mean if even if i have to work at him to get him back to what that he was as long as there's a potential for him to get back to that cat this man shut down an entire side of the field in the national championship oh, game. I know. not oh, not I know. in not, not in like a regular season game not a mom they weren't playing uh all, southern no 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 this was trevor lawrence in the national championship game this man blanketed an entire side of the football field so if i could even as a freshman by the way as, as a, a freshman, freshman as a, a, a against a, a, against one of the greatest quarterback uh prospects we have ever seen in a stacked oh, team by the way that, Clint, so, that trevor, clemson team like, good Lord. Ooh, ooh. And let me tell you, Trevor Lawrence feared no one in college. Trevor Lawrence didn't even think about throwing the ball his way. He didn't even think about it. It wasn't even on his mind. That tells you all you need to know about that kid. I get it. He's had issues his second season. But if, if you have – and this is what I told – the guy who lived in my dorm was asking me the same question. Go watch that, that practice film from freshman year. There's film out of him against Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And those are those are two guys right there. If oh, you can absolutely. handle those guys, you're going to be A-OK in the league. And if you watch that film, he's absolutely phenomenal. So he, he gets bumped up here and there, but let's remember he's a little bit young in this film too but he absolutely holds his own all the way throughout it there's probably 40 or 50 snaps out there highly encouraged to go watch because that man the man can play like i said i get the concerns but my issue with stefan gilmore stefan gilmore is 30 32 years old 33 years old and i'm gonna have to pay him a whole shit ton of money so i really just I, if i could go young i would love it unfortunately i don't think we'll be hyper aggressive in the draft cat i would love nothing more if we moved take our pick grab another one send it out the door let's go up and get Saz gardner we're not gonna do that yeah. We're not going to do well, that. Well, I'm going to be confidence. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a very real possibility Sauce Gardner goes number two to top. Detroit. Ah. I, like I, I, I say Derek Stingley. I think Derek Stingley is a better corner than Sauce Gardner too. is. But not I also right think, though, that's but not right now. That's what it not is. I think right that now. Derek Stingley has more of an upside than Sauce Gardner does. Absolutely. But also, Sauce Gardner played like an absolute maniac last season. Well, I, I got a little bias maniac. on Sauce Gardner. I watched him in the playoff game. Uh, I watched him in person in the playoff game. That's one of the best yeah. jobs I've seen anybody do on Jameson Williams, man. He followed Agreed. that kid everywhere they let him go. And now, granted, Jameson Williams got him a couple times, but that's part of a battle. Everybody lands punches. So, I agree. Sauce Gardner right now is definitely better. I could see – like I said, um, the issue I have with Sauce Gardner going to to Detroit is I think if you go that high, you got to go with the safety. I want to say Kyle Hamilton's the name. I yes. can't. I don't Kyle think Hamilton. I want to go Sauce Gardner over the and safety I agree. because the safety really like he, there are very few defensive backs who jumps off your television. I think I think the kid from A and is one of them. When you watch this kid, he scares me, man. He just flat out scares me. He moves around the field real viciously. But I 110 percent agree. Sauce Gardner's not going anywhere outside the top ten, man. The demand is absolutely oh, there, and the questions are without a doubt gone. I think. Uh, but like I said, I would love for us. I would love for us to be hyper aggressive and go up and do something like that in the draft. We won't do that, Kath. We're taking a guard at 24. Well, your boy uh, Mike McCarthy. He said this is one of the best. Um, talent drafts that that we've seen in a while, which I don't I don't disagree with him. Like I, I was about to say, I though, think my out, little sister could tell you that that's that that doesn't take a football genius to get there, man. I shout out to Mike McCarthy, stating the obvious. Outside of outside of quarterbacks, this is one of the most talented drafts I have ever seen. I, I'm so serious, no and I've been back. and 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 I've been probably following NFL very closely for the last four or five six years. Um, 
So there's not a ton of room out there for me to see, but I, I also do my history, do my research. I was about to too, say, so. I know my draft glasses too, <laughs> so, man. There ain't a lot of hype coming like this, bro. This it's loaded, man. Loaded. Well, speaking of speaking of quarterbacks, um, oh, there is still another quarterback left. Um, he's he's kind of a sitting duck right now. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> now, before I before I let you go um, and, and talk about him, I, here's a couple of of, of what you got, tidbits what you got? here. So first off. Um, He's not worth a first-round pick. Nobody's yep. trading. Uh, they already put him up for a first-round pick. Teams decline. Um, so he's not worth – at least the NFL community thinks that he's not worth a first-round pick. Mind you, this is the this was the first overall draft pick, um, and now people don't even think that he is a first-round draft pick at all. Uh, but the question here is – this is a genuine-ass question here. Is there still a possibility that he stays in Cleveland? Now, listen to me. Because we know Deshaun, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We know Deshaun Watson is gonna miss time, right? I I mean, I I feel like that is a fairly, if if they're gonna have Ezekiel Elliott miss six games and Ben Roethlisberger sit six games, Deshaun Watson is gonna sit at least one. I got two things. So first off, um, I 110% agree. We've talked to you right here on the show about the contract, the way the contract is structured. Deshaun Watson is missing time. I don't know how much time, but he, the reason the signing bonus came first and the million dollar salary came is because he's sitting on the sidelines. How long? That's the question. Um, Like Cap said, we've seen six games. We should see four games. Um, I'm all for the year. Um, I'm definitely a year ambassador. We're not going to get that, unfortunately. The good news for Baker Mayfield, and this is not good news for Baker Mayfield. This is good news for me because I don't like Baker Mayfield. The only way Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, gets on a football field this year is if he plays Deshaun Watson suspended games. Um, I talked, I, I went through, uh, me and Kath kind of talked about this pre-show. I do believe there are only two teams that are in the market for a guy like Baker Mayfield. Those are the Atlanta Falcons, just dumped Matt Ryan, and then the Seattle Seahawks. I think Kath's hit that right here on the show. Unfortunately, I disagree with him, but now I do, I've come around on the opinion, and I hate when I have to agree with Kath. Um, I think Atlanta's taking Malik Willis at number eight. Um, I think that's going to be their quarterback solution. And and I don't think they have any interest in mucking up the, the deal with Baker Mayfield. Seattle, I think Seattle's uh, hunting zero wins, man. I think Seattle is going to try to win as, uh, win as few games as uh, possible. I don't think Baker Mayfield adds to that plan very well. I think Drew Locke is going to go out there and just be absolutely awful for 17 games. And Seattle's going to love it. Seattle's going to absolutely love it. So, unfortunately, I think the only way Baker Mayfield stays on a field, path is if he plays those suspended games for Deshaun Watson. So, I got a feeling Baker Mayfield's rooting for what I am, uh, 17 games. Well, for real, I mean, real quick, if you're Baker Mayfield, are you playing them or are you going to sit out? Fam, I got to earn my coin. I, at this you point, the to, league right? doesn't respect me. The league, I'm a joke. Obviously. I mean, right. and like that's been proven. And I'm not saying that because I'm a hater. I'm saying that because that's what the league told us, Kath. I mean, this right. is the number one pick, like you said, and he can't have tracked first round pick value. The league told you this. Uh, you're Mitchell Trubisky, man. I'm sorry. And, and especially, how, like, especially how coveted quarterbacks are. We we see obviously we saw Russell Wilson go for what five picks in a player. We we and saw Deshaun Watson go for what two without the quarterback. And if, exactly if, if teams right. and, aren't and you, willing to roll their dice on you, it tells you all you need to know. One, man. It tells me all I need to know. For one first rounder, I agree with you there. The question though, now I I had this idea. I think Skip Shannon said this, and and, and the more that I said, now he's an idiot. <laughs> but the more that I sat back and and thought about it, I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that could work. What if what you got? What if Tampa Bay Ooh. trades for sits behind no. Brady? Let me tell you, I've I have a firm believer. Behind Brady, Tom Tom cured A B C D E man. He can cure anything. That's he, what he, I'm he, saying. Well, maybe no, not. So maybe we might disagree about the cure part, but at least helped it. I, I no, that's what I'm saying. I, I genuine no to learn from better than Tom Brady, than Tom Brady especially at the quarterback position too. You were damn straight about that because like um. Tampa Bay needs a solution. Tom Brady's not playing forever. I got a feeling we're one and done right here. I think it's Super Bowl or bust for Tom, and then he's going to hang it up again. Agreed. And uh, if you're Tampa Bay, uh, unless Kyle Trask has just been blowing people out their pants in practice, which from the inside reporting I've seen is not the case. Um, Agreed as well. And he's Brady, already had a year under Brady as well, by the way. So let's go ahead and throw that out there. Now, granted, another year with Brady is going to be better. I mean, I, another year with Brady would be great, but also, oh, uh, well, 100%. I, I agree. You can, we could keep dragging on the Kyle Trask, which they're going to do. They're going to keep developing Kyle Trask as much as you can. I, Baker Mayfield's definitely got a higher ceiling than Kyle Trask, as low 100%. as it may be. Um, if you bring Baker 100%. Mayfield in, um, the issue I have with Tampa Bay, Cap, is when Tom Brady leaves, this goes back to Bruce Arians' team. Bruce Arians can't coach. And that's what people have I'm forgotten so during this Tampa Bay experience. 
this team has not successful because of Bruce Arians. All of these guys were here, Kath. This is this is uh, Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. All of these guys were here before Tom got here, Kath. He didn't yeah. bring a Chris Godwin and Mike Evans with him. They were already on this roster, and they were, what, 8-8? Eight and eight? Jameis Winston leading the league in pick. Shout out to Jameis Winston. It's courtesy of Bruce Arians, bro. This guy can't coach, man. And so if Tom Brady leaves, I don't have a lot of confidence in this organization. Unfortunately for Baker Mayfield, you got to just look for games. I mean, damn it, Kath, he can't afford to be picky right now. He's got to find a way onto a football field. And like I said, I think the best way to do that right now is stay in Cleveland and wait for Deshaun to get suspended. Well, I think especially, too, the fact that he did get hurt, he was injured last season, didn't have a great season this last year. Um, they didn't play particularly well under Baker Mayfield. I think that you have to kind of change the narrative on you. All it takes, all it takes is those six games right there. Go ball out for six games and then be the backup for Deshaun for the rest of the year. Get traded or get resigned. I don't even know. Is this contract? He's been in the league, what, four years? Four years, right? So then he'll have that fifth year. Yeah, so then he can sign with whoever he wants. Um, so, I, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. He's so close to free agency that, I mean, at this point, that's the issue I have with bringing him on to my organization. If I take on Baker Mayfield, I have to at some point figure out if I want to pay Baker Mayfield or not. And um, I don't think um, – I have no interest in tying Baker and Mayfield I think up that, long term. I don't think and that's what, Cleveland that, does either. That's what I think, like, that's what I think the hesitancy is about Baker Mayfield is they still have this bad taste in their mouth about, about what happened this last year. Let's see you play another couple of games, and then we'll – then we'll, and because like, that's, what, that's why I think the playing the suspension games are so important for Baker Mayfield. You have got to get something on film, something at least remotely positive on film because the game that's most dominant in my head, Kat, if you might have a different one, I just keep replaying the Green Bay game. I keep I have that film stuck in my head of those four first half intercepts. They had every chance to beat Green Bay. If Deshaun Watson plays that game, they beat Green Bay by like 35 points. And oh, Baker Mayfield 100%. lost that game, man, and 100%. I can't. I can't get that look out of my mind. And I got a feeling there's plenty of GMs sitting around the league who are having the exact same issue. Well, it's the same thing that we talk about, like Tom Brady. Whenever uh, Tampa Bay played uh, Dallas in week one last year, they turned the ball over four times. Granted, the, one of them was halftime, Hail Mary, whatever. But still, three. How many times do you get Tom Brady to turn the ball over three times? That's Tom what I'm Brady's saying. Teams. Oh, wait, wait, who won that game, too? Did Dallas find a way to win? No, Tampa Bay won. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, like, and the same thing is for Aaron Rodgers. If anything, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just as good as Brady is about not turning the ball over. Remember when he threw 40 for – he threw, like, 40 touchdowns and four interceptions? Like, what – not last year, but the year before that? Like, what the hell? Like, it's incredible. 35 and four, whatever it was. He did the role. Remember, he struggled week one against the Saints, and then after that he was perfect. Literally Damn near perfect. perfect. Yes. Um. So, I, I one a couple more things here in the NFL. So, I, I – one, you know, obviously, I love hypothetical questions. So, as I continue to watch more film of Malik Willis, I watched his pro day, his full pro day. Um, and, and as I've watched Kyle Pickett as well, or I mean, um, uh, what's his name? Kenny Pickett, sorry. As I've watched more of Kenny Pickett, uh, Calvin. I would not be surprised to see two quarterbacks go in the top 10. I'm so damn serious. Listen, with the fact of teams are so there – are, there are so many teams in the NFL right now that are so desperate for a quarterback, Carolina being one of them. I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina took Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis in the first, or with their sixth overall pick. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. The Giants have a five and a seven. Wouldn't damn. be surprised if the Giants took one at five or seven. I got one, one issue in particular with Kenny Pickett. And um, this is only because I'm a, I'm a nerd, man. Late bloomers are never successful in the National Football Mac League. Jones. Uh, Mac Jones. Say Mac, is Mac Jones being incredibly successful right now? Huh? I thought I thought he took a ter- I, I, I thought uh, he took a terrible I guess I thought he t- okay. I think he took a terrible New England roster to what eight, nine wins or whatever it was. I, I, I didn't think about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a good one. But I do and, – and, and Joe Burrow, I think – no, no, no. I, I think your point is valid. Genuine, I think your point is valid. And especially – but at the same time, too, so, so we've, long, we've seen – listen, we've seen guys who have been great for their first – they started all three years in college, and they've been great. I think that the NFL is shifting away from that, especially because, like, look at Josh Allen. Look what the hell he's doing. The biggest question coming out of Josh Allen is, first off, he came from Wyoming – who the hell did he and play in Wyoming? Josh Allen, Nobody. but he did bloom in the NFL. It took him at least two seasons before he was elite. 
Right, and, no then his accurate, and then his accuracy was the biggest question mark for him. He, I mean, he was not a very accurate Wildly inaccurate. Wildly. But look at him now. I mean, I'd argue that he's oh, yeah, the five quarterback in the league. Yeah, you know, easy leap. There's no question about it. And I think he's definitely got a point about the the uh, the ideology around quarterback is definitely transcending, without a doubt. Andrew Luck really screwed up what we thought about the quarterback, and he's got a yeah. point there. There's no doubt. Um, but I just – there is so much – talent and i get the argument about quarterback because there's no doubt i mean if you're going to win football games you got to get quarterback right but my issue here is if i take kenny pickett at 10 like let's or 11 whatever i do it picks 12 through 24 are going to be pro bowlers in three or four seasons and what is my guy what is what if my guy's terrible now granted my guy could be successful like i've said i just don't think the ceiling is high enough to pass on somebody because if you look if you look at the big board and if you follow i just Listen, I'm not, I, I, Garrett Wilson I, I, at ten. I'm gonna go quarterback. Uh, it's just I. See, it makes I'm, me. Okay, it makes me listen. drag my feet a little bit, and it's only because the draft is so good. If if the talent around these guys was different, I, I wouldn't have a problem doing it. But if I think Seattle at nine is a really good one because I think Atlanta Malik Willis. I'm no longer gonna argue with Kath on that one. I think he's right. Atlanta has no interest in grabbing a quarterback this offseason. I'm pretty sure that's because they're gonna take Malik Willis at eight. I don't think anybody one through seven above them will go QB. They'll get their pick and they will take Malik Willis. Seattle. My issue with Seattle is Seattle has so many damn holes. Are you if you put a, if you draft a quarterback, what is it? He's gonna go out there and get absolutely obliterated. I mean, yeah. Okay, he, he, let's let, let let's take it this way. So Jacksonville's got the number one overall pick. I think they go. Obviously, I think they go. They ah. obviously or, or or they don't go quarterback. Okay, yeah, absolutely, they don't go absolutely. Um, I don't think Detroit goes quarterback Me either. Me neither. Uh, just, Jared Goff experience is underway. I don't. Uh, Houston is not going to go quarterback because they nope, like. They David said Mills. they said David Mills is the answer. That's hundred percent right. true. Now New York is at four. Now listen, this is the interesting part though because oh. New York has a they have a four and a ten. Now, I'm not saying that they take a quarterback at four necessarily. I think that they take a wide receiver. Uh, either either it's going to be Drake London or Garrett Wilson. Um, uh, I would I could see them going um, safety or, and go Kyle Hamilton. Or Kyle Hamilton. Okay, they're that's... terrible on the back end of the D. Well, they're, they're terrible everywhere. Any Anything they pick is a good pick if you're the New York Jets. Right. Well, then you've got the Giants at five. And I just said they've got a pick at five running, and seven. Running with Danny Dimes. They're not ready to bail out of that experience quite yet. I don't. I don't know. I think Danny Dimes is about. I genuinely, I think. Well, first off, I, I that was think I think they should be done. They should be done with Danny Dimes. But we heard the the GM came out this offseason and said, uh, yep. Danny Dimes." And if the GM's saying that, I'm not going to believe them to go anything else. Uh, I haven't even heard of them being interested in the quarterback. All the rumors I hear come out of them is that they want to go Derek Stingley at five, and I, 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 I have no problem with that. But I really think they should go offensive tackle because I think if Evan Neal goes three, you can still get a really quality offensive tackle right there. And I'll be if, honest with you, Evan Neal may fall right to him. Evan Neal. Oh, honestly, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Like two, like two weeks ago on on, I can't remember what day it was, but it was like two weeks ago. And I told you, I was like, I genuinely cannot tell you who is going to go one through ten because there's Absolutely. so much damn it's, talent. It's, it's a guess. And then you add in the curveball that do I think a quarterback could go top ten? Not Absolutely. really, because of the because of the talent that's around him. But we also know how teams get when it's Everybody draft day. Everybody wants to reach, man. Everybody and, and they, wants and, to reach. And they saw their they saw these quarterbacks at pro day without pads on and throw the sixty five yard bomb. Oh, I hate right pro days, pink. man, bro. On, on on Twitter, if you don't understand the game, stop watching pro days, man. I'm tired of y'all polluting my timeline with these pro days when y'all are jawing at the mouth over some dude throwing a football. We've seen seven guys do the same thing in the past forty five minutes. I oh, hope, it blows listen. my mind. I hope you can throw the ball in the NFL 65 yards with no pads on right to him. Like to I, a wide open guy? Yeah, I would yeah, really hope. I, Do you remember last year when Zach Wilson, his draft stock literally went up after he threw the football 75 yards on the run? To nobody, there was no 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 coverage, no snapper. He literally picked the ball up, took a four-step drop, took three steps to the left, and threw the ball, and the entire NFL community was on their hands and knees praying to praying to Zach Wilson like he was the second coming of Christ. It drives me listen, insane, bro, man. Listen, I, I don't understand the draft stock rising from – I mean, if you were – Because watch this, watch this. After, after the season was over with, and, and obviously mock drafts started coming out and, and, and NFL teams started talking and GMs got with one another and all that kind of stuff, you saw, you, you know, you saw that there was a possibility that there may only be two quarterbacks taking the first round. And now we're talking about them going in the top 10. Now, I, I don't know necessarily. I think that my, 
I didn't watch Malik Willis a ton in during the season. Um, and after doing it, after doing a little bit of film, I mean, he's he's a big body. He, he's very athletic, and he can sling Ooh. the ball. But I got, I, I, it, it's I, I, in my mind. I think the film on the field when you have to read a defense, when when shit goes sideways, when you have to improvise, when 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 you have to be the leader. I, like to me, a fourth quarter comeback is way better than the quarterback running a five three. I mean, a, a four three. You know, hey, like I, um, I, real quick, Kath, answer me this question: Is Tom Brady the most gifted athletic quarterback we've ever seen? No, hell uh, no. See, I mean, he's what? How hell, many Super Bowls did he close. have? Like what? Two or three? Not even close. Yeah, like, no, that's no. that's my thing. When people always you always freak out at draft time about athleticism and hand yeah, size and brain intelligence. What pick was Tom Brady? Kath, the Tom Brady got to be the number one overall pick, right? He is the go. He no, was the top pro- six round. <laughs> exactly. I mean, guys, this is there's no formula. There's no rocket no, science. There's, not. there's no there's nothing you can do that tells you a prospect. No, there were 198 people taken before Tom Brady. Like when we look at that in 2022, we're like, what? When you look yeah. at that at the time, you're like, oh, absolutely. Uh, no question right. about it. That's exactly where right. he belonged. And that's why I hate when people always try to come out here and do all of these different metrics and statistics and all of this garbage. Well, I think the only, I think the only, uh, the only thing that you could say that probably or that that I think works in the NFL is not having your rookie quarterback start at the very beginning. You bing, know, bing, that bing, bing, bing. sitting behind sitting behind somebody uh, is the only formula that I have seen that works more times than not now now, granted there have been guys uh now and this is what i have have some pushback for there have been some generational guys who gone straight onto the field pretty sure Peyton manning smashed a record for rookie interceptions nice little 22 picks because they rolled him out there rookie year bro i'm telling you even even your even your greats they were not phenomenal from the jump it's not easy it's not easy and I, i think honestly and i think peyton manning's a really damn good example because they threw him into fire man that team was bad they were bad and that first season was a struggle and like i said that's one of the best prospects we've ever seen man we've got trevor lawrence trevor cat uh how great was trevor lawrence's first season are we coming off a, a an a plus performance from t-law out there with his uh kicker kicking coach <laughs> c c minus oh i do not disagree at all i was going d plus so he's a little bit nicer than i am i like t-law though so we'll give him a c minus and like like i said though there's no formula here there's nobody no. nobody knows me and kath can tell you all we want about what we think about malik willis and kenny pickett but for all I know, I tell you, I'm not taking Kenny Pickett top 10. 10 years from now, I could be looking back, kicking myself for not taking Kenny Pickett number one. So it, it's Correct. just a matter of time. So the before we move out the NFL and go to the uh, in the National Basketball Association, and, uh, uh, plus minus here, how many quarterbacks are taken in what I'm going to give you the line at two. Are you taking the over the under on how many quarterbacks are taken in the top 15? Top 15? Uh, top I'm going to go. I'm going to go one in the top 15. I think Kenny Pickett goes to the Saints or the Steelers at 18 or 20. I do think there's three, though. The Detroit Lions have picked 32, big bro. Don't forget that. I think Detroit yes. will grab a quarterback. I think they'll probably go Sam Howell right there at 32. And it will, it'll give us three in the first round, but it'll be that last pick because Detroit has two. Yeah, I, I would take the under on the top on, on my question here. But at the same time, too, though. I would not here, be surprised. Listen, because we know New York could come out here on, on with the fourth pick. Maybe they don't like Zach Wilson or or uh, the, ja- the Giants do. Danny Dimes the Giants too. The way. I was gonna say, bro, bro Loki. The Giants are one that I would not mind them rolling their marbles on Baker Mayfield, fam. Uh, I agree. Danny, but Danny listen, Dimes is so bad. I don't know why they want to do that. I'm not gonna complain because they're in my division. So why would I want them to be any better? But damn it, Cat, this kid is terrible. He can't. But play. we know. I'm sorry. We know that in the draft, yes, as much as it is, you take the best player on the market, absolutely. But you also understand too. That if a team takes somebody that you didn't expect them to take, Screams and somebody in the and, and you didn't expect a quarterback to go in the top ten, and now all of a sudden two are gone in the top ten. Well, then if you're sitting at pick eleven or twelve or thirteen or whatever it is, and you wanted a quarterback, you like that's what I'm saying. Like there's there is no way to sit here and and tell you exactly how it's going to go. It all is dependent on on the people who are ahead of the people behind. You're like it, whatever they pick, we're going to kind of be, uh, base it off of what they do and and. and you take the best player that's available, usually. Um, but I want to move on to the uh, NBA. NBA is going crazy right now, man. Oh, it's, man, it's great. I'm loving it, Kev. I'm loving it. We're, go- we're, we're, we're about to the end of the regular season here. And I, I want to – games are playing right now. Your yeah, Mavericks are Celtics losing to the Cavs. Hey, 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 easy, easy. We're getting <laughs> back. We're getting back. 7-0-2 left in the second, by the way. 
Uh, but I want to talk about the Lakers. They're out there, so they're out of the play-in. And I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw Russell Westbrook's little fiasco there. I did. I watched the whole game and his little post presser. It was amazing. High quality entertainment. So my question is, if you have to get rid of one person outside of Russell Westbrook, are you getting rid of LeBron or are you getting rid of AD? No, I'm getting rid of street clothes, big man. I got no love for AD. No, I'll tell you, if – and the, the thing people got to understand is trade value comes into the picture here, and AD That's has basically none of it right now. Um, if I'm the Laker organization, I'm going full rebuild. I am shipping Braun out the door for the best package, too. I don't give a damn what he's got to think about it. I don't believe he has a no-trade clause, so if he wants to retire somewhere else, that's more than fine with me. But if I'm the Lakers, you are nowhere close to titles anywhere soon. You have no assets and you have no draft capital. Uh, I'm shipping everybody out of town. I'll bring up the G League next season and just be terrible because if well, all you're going to do is make Genie Buzz lose money by killing the luxury tax for the next two or three seasons, you're just going to be losing money because this team is nowhere close to NBA titles. Well, I think the biggest problem that they have right now is they mortgage the future to get LeBron and AD there. Yep. So they don't have a ton of assets to just be trading away because obviously Russell Westbrook doesn't have any trade value. Uh, and, they, Anthony, and they gave all their trade value away for Russell Westbrook. So now Anthony they're really Davis, screwed. Right. Anthony Davis, since they since he was a Laker, he's missed like 83 games uh, or 82, whatever it is. THT's not. THT ain't got no value either. He's THT has, no, has no value because they because they signed him and it's a stupid ass <laughs> deal. So like that's so that's so my point, I, I guess the point that I'm making here is, they're screwed, is man. I genuinely I think that they are screwed. Like, what do you do? Obviously, obviously LeBron is gonna bring you the most trade value out of anybody on that roster, and it's because teams and organizations get wet and horny thinking about having LeBron James in their franchise. Well, and I'll what tell he, you this, what, what he bring what he brings a franchise is is out of this world imaginable crazy. I'll tell but you I don't know if they're getting rid of them, though. Like, there I, it is. <laughs> I don't know if they would get rid of them. They can't commit like, to that, bro. They don't got the balls. It takes serious balls to trade somebody like LeBron James. And Rob Palinka doesn't even know how to be GM, much less trade away his best player. So, so but that's my, but that's my mediocre, bro. That's my thing, though, is – I promise you they're running this back without Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook will either get cut or salary dumped. I got a feeling Russell Westbrook's going back to OKC for literally no assets in return. They'll get a second-round pick, and it'll have to be a pick swap where the Lakers give away the better pick. And um, that'll just clear the salary. Um, they don't have a first pick money. until like 2027. Well, you, <laughs> or 25 what do, or whatever. What they'll do the is they'll is. do um, second round pick swaps. So they'll right. just swap whenever they have their next second round, even if it's in 2018. OKC won't care. They just want picks. And like I said, OKC will appease their fan base too, bringing Russell Westbrook back to retire. They won't let him do anything. He'll be on minute restriction and shit because OKC does have a template for the future. I know a lot of our viewers probably don't watch OKC because they're terrible, but I actually do enjoy SGA. And they, they they have pieces and they have a template. Russell Westbrook will not be involved in that. So he'll just be there to ride out the rest of his career. I think that's the only way he moves away from the Lakers. Uh, agreed. I, I I don't know. I, I'm so frustrated with the Lakers. Like, I – on paper, waxed last night, man. They made my Mavs look absolutely phenomenal. Great, I know. Well, LeBron didn't play. Obviously, we know that team is is carried by LeBron. Uh, which, by the way, which by the way, the people on Twitter who said that he didn't roll his ankle and uh, bro, did you see the picture? <laughs> I mean, it, it was a ninety. It was damn near ninety. Like I said, angle. I'm not fit to care. He's not playing. We needed that win. So shout out to LeBron taking the day. No, he did not take the day. Well, people are saying, well, he didn't roll his ankle because he, he was still playing after the game or whatever. Do y'all not understand, like, how adrenaline works? Yeah. Like, but... like do y'all not understand? <laughs> that, that, that happens. You know, high school football, there were a whole lot of – the aches and pains that I felt after when I was laying in bed late at night after right? the game, I did not feel them during the game. Hits you an hour and a half later, you're like, damn, where did that come from? Ouch. Right. Um. Another team that I want to talk about here, Calvin. And you what you got? What you got? This here, um, I would argue that they are one of the hottest teams in the league right now, outside of Boston. Um, maybe the Nets, just because of the the aura Nets. around them. Screw the Nets, man! No, I'm just kidding. I love my Nets. Like your Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, I knew he was going to say it. Now listen, listen. I know no, we're doing they look a late good. episode. And we're having some issues right now in Cleveland. Cleveland's shooting the lights out of the gym, though. I am watching this game. Uh, we're, we're playing well. We're playing well. Uh, who's going to go for a double-double in the first half? He's already got six and I want to say nine assists already. But uh, speaking to the Lakers game, listen, uh, don't hold a lot of stock in the Lakers game because the Lakers are terrible. I think we scored like 80 first-half points or whatever. And 
Um, Kenneth, they couldn't card anybody. We were knocking down open shots. I don't, the thing is, if you double team Luca, you have to be able to rotate like crazy. And this is one thing I'm going to tell our viewers, and I think this needs to go out to the entire National Basketball Association. Stop doubling him. If you double him, you there's no recipe for success against the Mavericks that is leaving these shooters wide open. Because as much as I've pained me during the summer and I ripped the Mavs for not being more hyper-aggressive, they, this is this is the recipe for success around Luka Doncic. These, um, Reggie Bullock has now found his form. Maxi Kleber is not even shooting well right now, but he's still knocking him down when he gets them. Um, Jalen Brunson can find his own. And I mean, if, if you're going to double, you're going to get blown out of the building because this guy is an absolute elite passer. And I think our offense without Chris stops. And this was my concern, Kath. Um, I thought when Porzingis left, we weren't going to have enough size to contend with people. And Dwight Powell, he has not been good. He's not been bad either. He's been somewhere awkwardly in between. And if, if we can keep shooting as well as we can, cap the sky is the limit man i think we're just going to keep going up i think the three seed is basically all but ours um golden state continues to struggle and i don't think they're going to be able to find enough wins as we are uh, we have a very uh, not an easy stretch of games but uh with with what's in front of us between injuries and stuff well, the pistons are banged up the wizards are banged up so is portland uh i, I got a feeling we're going to find a way into the three seed cap and if we get the utah jazz in the first round man we're gone in five games really you I don't, I don't that you really I think we would smoke Utah man I think they're having issues with Rudy Gobert right now I don't think they can compete I mean they they just blew a 20 point lead to the Clippers yesterday honestly that's I true. said five games because I want to be humble I think we could sweep Utah but unfortunately that's not how the NBA playoff goes no. they'll find a way to at least win one of those games and I think but if it's if it's the Nuggets we got a different story because uh, I mean they're waxing the Pacers right now Jokic is absolutely phenomenal He'll, he he can win against anyone so it would be a little bit more competitive but I don't think Utah has anything close to an answer for the Mavs right now well you did touch on it. Paul George uh, did return for the Clippers. 25 points. They came, they came back from 25 points. Um, he dropped 34. He was 10 of 20 from shooting. He was 6 of 9 from 3. Uh, two rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, 1 block. I mean, he did it all. Is this what Paul George is, or is this just, you know, an anomaly? Yeah, uh, I, let, me, let me get something very clear. I did not watch this game for the return of Paul George. I am not a PG fan. Uh, I wasn't like when you all you Clipper lick suckers who watched this game for the return of Paul George. No, I had no interest in that, man. I watched this game because it was the next game on TNT, and TNT is free to watch. So, unfortunately, right. I had to watch this game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was really good in this one, Kath, and I got to give him some apologies because I ripped him a couple episodes back. He delivered in this one. Shout out to uh, Donovan Mitchell. Unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, he was terrible. Um, playoff P, Kath, terrible. Oh. Oh my goodness. The only reason why the Clippers were able to come back into this game was because playoff P hit tough shot after tough shot. Utah was playing good defense and it did not matter. He was doing it on the wing on the step back. He was stepping back into the corner, a couple of fadeaways off the pick and roll. He was insane. And I, bro, let me tell you, it was so impressive to me that I had to pick up the phone and text Jonathan Kath about playoff P because it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And if now granted, this is not going to be consistent, ladies and gentlemen, if there's one thing I know about Paul George, he is not consistent by any measure. He's not shooting six for nine behind the three-point line on a, on a regular basis. If he does, if the Clippers played like they played against Utah in that second half, this team has a recipe for success. There's a lot of guys on this team outside of Paul George. And this is what's scary about the Clippers is that the Clippers are whole. This is one of the best rosters in the NBA because they have names on top of names on this roster and they're deep. I think Luke Kennard is somebody who and I had, this is the first time I'd watched the Clippers in a while last night because Let's be honest, guys. Nobody wants to watch the Clippers when playoff P doesn't play. And if they can get Reggie Jackson just to shoot the ball a little bit less, Cap, I think this team's got a recipe for success. They're committed on the defensive end, and I think Paul George can be your leading scorer. Uh, now, granted, you're not getting Kawhi back this season, but for next year when Kawhi does come back, this team's going to be ready to compete again. I really do well, think so. But you've got to figure you're... out those locker room issues, man. We talked about that on the show here before, yeah. going back to the Nugget series in the bubble. And that three to one is still on these guys' mind. You got to find a way to get that out your system. Hopefully, and I think what they did with Cap was they blamed it all on Doc Rivers. So now that they have Ty Lue, all their problems are solved. And now, granted, that's not the case, but I got to feel. But that's what. Yes, that's a hell of a point. That's a hell of a point that you made there because if 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 now Ty Lue got an excuse for this year because of absolutely Kawhi being hurt. But if when if and when Kawhi comes back next year, and it's he's time a Kawhi, to compete, man. And he, yeah, exactly. It's it's the Kawhi that we all know. 
Well, I'm not Kawhi, saying that the West. Kawhi's got I, resume to, uh, resume questions too because I I was I had what Kawhi did in 2019 was something I had never seen before. There was no right. help on that team. I love Pascal Siakam to pieces, but I'm a firm believer in you must have a top 15 player in order to win titles. And unfortunately, Kawhi Leonard was not on that list, and he was the first time we had seen it since going back to the Bad Boy Pistons of 0304. And if you break the NBA, uh, the thematic statements of the NBA, you're doing something right. Kawhi Leonard completely pissed that away during that Denver series. He had multiple chances to close that game out and got outperformed by Jamal Murray. It wasn't even Jokic. It was Jamal Murray in the clutch. So if you're Kawhi Leonard, you've got to come back and answer these questions, man, because you're supposed to be an all-time great and blowing three to one series leads is not what all-time greats do, big man. No, I I, I agree. Uh, I, I definitely, like I said, I uh, Ty Lue is definitely getting a pass for this year. Kawhi's but being the, out. Hey, um, don't get me wrong. I absolutely think Ty Lue can coach. I'm not one of those Ty Lue I do too. I think, I I think do he too. has the recipe for success. He just needs to get this team healthy. And even with just Paul George, I think this team can make a little bit of noise in the play-in. Probably not in the first round because Phoenix and Memphis are some dogs. But they can make some noise in the play-in, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. So I, there's, I think that there's a difference between being a great overall coach and then just a great – now, because Ty Lue is Exynos, that is 110% true. That was his issue in Cleveland. He couldn't control and, Kyrie Irving. Well, exactly. And that's the thing that well, – granted, I, I don't know if anyone can now control lock, Kyrie Irving. I, I really put a lot of stock in the locker room, and maybe me that's too. just me. No, no, um, no. I think you, you I, got to like the people you play with. Absolutely. And there has to be chemistry, especially in, in, in basketball. I mean, like – Yeah. I mean, I guess every sport there has to be chemistry. Um. But when you've only got five, if you've only got five guys on the court at one time, I mean, you've got to really like the guys you're playing with, you know, right? Like, yeah, it's it's not an easy job. And like I said, that's my concern with the Clippers. Like I said, if the Clippers are not healthy, you need Kawhi Leonard out there to be for real. And unfortunately, he's not going to be there this season. So they won't be for real just quite yet. But next season, by all means, they should be locked and loaded and ready to uh, to head up the West because they have no reason not to. Yeah. Before we move into uh, final takes here. Um, I do want to give a little rundown of the Mavericks kind of made a little bit of a comeback there, and then the Cavs kind of pulled away a little bit. Bro, it's because uh, I just watched this, this dude on Cleveland. I can't even tell you his name. Just hit a step back three. He looks like the center. What the hell was that? What the <laughs> hell was that? But anyway, carry on, big bro. Uh, Mavs are, are down 51 to 55, 234 left in the second. Um, Nuggets and Pacers. Nuggets are leading the Pacers right now, 65 to 45. Shout out to the Pacers for getting waxed by 20 right now. It's not even halftime. Uh, the Heat and Celtics did just get underway. Uh, I think this is a very interesting matchup here. Absolutely. Not going to put Everybody's a lot of stock. Playing. I'm not going to put a lot of stock into one regular season game. Uh, but no, no, Miami Heat, needs to win. Miami. I was going to say win. Miami needs something to head into these playoffs here. And, and, yeah, and one good win fuels a lot. Um, they're up 15 to 14 here. 507 left in the fourth. Hornets and Knicks. <laughs> Hornets are down by four to the Knicks. Shout playing out to the Hornets, implications man. right there. I mean, good lord, the Knicks are. I think the Knicks are like the second worst team in the league. They are the um, 11th seed in the Eastern Conference, big bro. They suck. They they uh, suck. Uh, the Timberwolves are, are up by two on the Raptors. Yeah, they, uh, the they Grizzlies also suck. The Grizzlies play the Spurs today, Ooh. and um, I, I, I'm wondering here. So John Morant is not on the injury report. No, he's playing, big bro. He's playing. Great. Um, uh, Jaron Jackson is uh, Jaron Jackson is out though. He's still day to day. Hey, Kev, um, I'll tell you this though. The good news about John Moran or the good news about John Moran playing is you probably got a better chance to win. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I still think that's so crazy. Like, hey, I, I've I've do, I've dug into the efficiency ratings a little bit more, and there's no doubt you can tell me they're a better offensive team when John Moran doesn't play, or at least that's what the numbers say. You can argue with the film all you want to. The numbers true. at least tell you they're a better offensive team when John Moran doesn't play. Defense, there is, it's, it's, I mean, it's still close enough, but no, they're better offensive teams. On, I mean, there are num- there are things that numbers don't say. I think chemistry exactly. is one of those things as well. And I think, and, well, and, alpha male in the playoffs is one of those things that can't be contributed or controlled by metrics on a sheet. You can't judge. There's no – we have no stat in 2K that can track how dog you have in the last two minutes of a postseason game. And I think John Moran at least has a little bit of that factor. I think he might he might be able to be that guy who could take over at the end. But like I said, we got to wait and see. I've only seen it in one playoff series, and he was bad in that one playoff series. So let's hope he can do something better this year. Yeah, uh, we're going to move into final takes here. Kevin, what, what do you have uh, for us on the final takes? 
Um, final taste, I really don't have much for you guys. The one thing I want to tell everybody is just stay stay on your peel every single night. Go and check your Eastern Western Conference standings because there's going to be so much motion before the end of the season that uh, it's it's every single night somebody's moving up and somebody's moving down. Um, I, I really feel good, Kath, about how bad the Chicago Bulls are. I love being right, and it's just every single day I'm feeling warmer and warmer inside. Um, I, I don't really have much else for you. Like I said, our Americans are qualifying for the World Cup, Kath. USA, USA. I'm so excited. Um, unfortunately, I can't go to the Middle East to watch that game because I would like to I was just saying, you want to take a trip to uh, Qatar? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> Fly to Istanbul, take a couple of buses, oh, take two man. more airports, a boat across the river, and we'd be there, bro. But unfortunately, I don't want to do that. Um, an interesting story there. The closer we'll get, the, the, the more we'll talk about Qatar. Sign some light onto that one because I think that's something we can tell our viewers about one day. Well, I definitely want to uh, definitely want to get my roommate. He uh, he obviously watches a lot more soccer than I do, probably just about as much as you do, Calvin. I want to get him in here uh, whenever the World Cup is going on um, in so December. I know it's a far I know it's far I ways away, but at least it, leading that might up be to the, the only time I get as excited. I don't think there's anything I get as excited about as the NBA playoffs. May probably the World Cup. The World Cup just gets me bouncing around like a little kid again, man. That's the only way to activate my twelve year old self is the moment that World Cup gets close, and you know, you know, these Americans ain't winning this tournament, ladies and gentlemen. But you best. Right. I'm going to believe they are. So you you just stay out of my way while I hope and dream. My final takes, I've got a couple here. Breaking news today on uh, uh, college basketball realm. The St. Peter's coach, uh, Shaheen Holloway. Out. Um, he is going to see, uh, he is going to Seton Hall. He did play at Seton Hall. Alma mater. Yes, sir. Um, so it's going to be a six-year deal. Shout out to that guy. Uh, like, like I said, he is that is his alma mater. So shout out to him, man. I mean, seriously, congratulations to him. Obviously, what he did. Reality, bro. You deserve this and everything more that's coming, bro. Except for hundred percent. But but remember, you're not finished. You're not finished. That's just 100%. the start. What you did at St. Peter's. Now you're on the map. You got to stay on the map, big man. Hundred percent. Hey, Kat, um, real quick. Why you say college basketball? I just want to say one thing. Um, I'm really tired. I'm really tired of the John Calipari talk every offseason. Um, Jesus. I, 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 it just drives me insane. Um, is I, he I really retiring? Think, is he going to the NBA? Bro, is he going to move? Is he going to leave? Listen, I, I just want to say this, and I want to get it on record. Um, John Calipari is a great recruiter. John Calipari is a terrible I don't know if he's coach. a great coach. He's a, no, I, I don't even think – I don't know. I think he's a bad coach, man. I mean, I've watched him in the NBA. The New Jersey Nets were good when he got there and he drove them into the floor. Um, the only time he's been successful in college is when he's had by far and away better rosters. And there's been times when he's had by far and away better rosters and found ways to lose. So, to unfortunately, I'm just so – I'm just so – yeah, right. Literally this year, literally this year, except who you are, um, University of Kentucky, you're a great recruiting facility. And honestly, Kath – is the recruiting John Calipari or is the recruiting the logo? Like, be honest with me right now. Which one do you think has more of an impact? Because well, I, I got think- a feeling the one and done is is 110% the brand of that university. That's why they land recruits is because they're the one and done factory, man. If you're I going mean, there, honest, you ain't coming though. back. I mean, let's be honest. The only reason why the brand is that way is because of John Calipari. That's, and not, that's true. That's true. Now, whether we want to get into John Calipari paying players, you know, 10 years ago, Fine, well, whatever. and let's remember and that Kentucky's a Rick Pitino program. We know they've been doing this for years. Rick Pitino was there, what, in the 90s, I want to say? And if Rick Pitino came to your program, you have his nastiness on your hands, too. Don't run from it. So, I mean, I don't I, I don't think that – I don't think that they necessarily – just hate it, bro. Coach. Every offseason, Kath, it feels like every offseason we talk about two things. A, is Dallas going to do anything? And is B, is John Calipari going to change jobs? Well, it's, and nothing it's happens that, yeah. either time. Neither situation, anything ever happens. <laughs> it just drives me insane. Uh, outside or still in college basketball, uh, Texas Tech head coach Mark Adams did win the fan vote. Naismith Coach of the Year. As Shout he should. Coach Adams uh, just came out about 30 minutes ago. Yes, as he should. I think that he did. I think he is the best coach. Or I think that he did have the best year as a coach. Uh, whenever all that stuff comes into play, you have to understand where that coach came from. Do I think that? Do I think that he's the best coach in college basketball? No. And I'm a Texas Tech fan. No. I mean, you got people like Coach K in the league. Um. But Very especially respectable with, mind, had, though. What Mark Adams does intelligence, though, is is compared to those right. eliteness like Mike or like Coach K. I think with time and comes, this man is just going to get better at what he does. And like I said, I think I think what you saw this season. Let's remember he had he had this much success. But why the Mavs are playing zone right now? I don't know why we're playing zone. Guard the guy in front of you. <laughs> and my thing with Mark Adams is you got to remember this was not his team. He's going to put together his team and he's going to be ready to go. And I got a feeling we're just watching the beginning from this Texas Tech program. I do agree with that. Uh, we are getting uh, – obviously, we're going to hit the transfer portal fairly hard, hard next year. Hard, You saw what we're you did losing. last offseason. That was just I the think beginning. 
I think we're probably losing a couple of guys. I will say that if you are a Texas Tech fan, uh, this is not the end. We are getting Pop Isaac. We are we are getting elite shooters this next year, elite offensive players this next year. Mark Adams, obviously, I'm trusting him to do his little defensive thing on these players as well. So, uh, but outside of college basketball, college baseball. Yesterday, watched this one while I was playing Fortnite. Um, Texas did lose another game to Texas they like doing A&M, that, don't they? They do, they, like drop, they do like drop it in midweek series. They did lose to Texas State earlier in the year. Shout out to the Bobcats out there in San Marcos. Doing Ain't that right, thing. Calvin? Doing our thing, man. What can I say? We just like, I think we – did we not hit the rankings? I'm pretty sure our baseball team's ranked now. Shout out to those yeah, guys. Yeah, y'all are. Some, school, uh, some pride in the school. I think y'all are ranked 21 after Yeah, it won't last week. for much long, but we're going to enjoy it while uh, we got it. Uh, but, out, uh, but obviously, yeah, like I said, they did lose to uh, Texas State. They lost the series to Texas Tech. They take the another loss – uh, to AM. AM was just a better team. I mean, like, even in a couple of the, the games against Tech, I would even say all three of them, Texas looked like the better baseball team. They just didn't win. Yeah. Uh, and then that's, 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 that's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's, that's how baseball goes. You leave a couple of guys on base, you get a lot of hits, don't bring them in. Pitching isn't great. That was, well, that was that's a story the, that's for, the theme from Texas. It's just been poor pitching, man. I mean, if you're going to keep giving up runs, pitching, you're going to I mean, keep losing games. That's as simple as baseball gets, man. you got to be not even, pitch. It's not even their starters. It's their bullpen. Ding, that's ding, the biggest ding. issue. I, I 110% uh, agree. I think the, the, the starts of games have not been the issue. It's you. If, and we saw this with the L.A. Dodgers beginning the Major League Baseball season last year. You cannot be successful if you're going to leak runs out of the back into baseball games. That's not right. a formula for success. Not at all. No matter uh, how so, good your offense is. Shout out to the Texas Longhorns. Did see a tweet today and said that they think that Texas is um, the fourth best athletic department in the state of Texas. You also have to understand, too, though, Houston is fairly good at football. Uh, they're really good at basketball, obviously. Yeah, that program is Don't really know about now. baseball. Uh, Tech is really good at baseball, really good at basketball. Uh, take Baylor. Baylor is average at baseball, really good at um, football, really good in basketball. Let's throw to TCU. That program has real respect to basketball. TCU now, is too. average. TCU is average pretty much every sport. On the uh, way A&M, up, though. On the way A&M up, is, though. A&M is really good in football. Uh, they're, I would say, above average in baseball. Uh, they're playing well in the NIT tournament. <laughs> okay, wow, shout bro, out that. On. Yeah, whatever. Um, they've been running through competition. And that shows you right there that they should have been it in the should have uh, been in the tournament. We talked about that right here during but, this election show. But that night, yeah, know, we should have. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not put, I'm not going to even say Texas State. No offense to to the Bobcats out there, but y'all are on the same level. But and, you know, that's not necessarily far off from the truth. You know, they do they do less with more. Uh, that's been the constant theme for them. But anyways, listen, we're going to get out of here. Um, we are going to be back on Friday. We're going to talk about the tournament. Final Four is coming up. That's going to be played on Saturday. Tired of waiting, bro. Feels like Kansas years. Kansas and Villanova at 5.09 on Saturday, and then Duke, North Carolina at 7.49. Um, Same so building, gonna, so these always drag. Y'all know it's going to take 15 years for the next game to start, and you already know it's the Final Four, so these games are going to drag. I do agree with that. I don't think that the North Carolina Why do they do it at the same location? At, like, you think about it. You make more money on tickets. You, I, I get it. You don't true. buy two games. But, damn it, Kev, you know these games are not ending on schedule. They never end on schedule. No. They never. It's going to take 70 minutes of free throws, and somebody's going to get a last shot. Then somebody hits the last shot. Now there's 8,000 people on the court. Now we got to get all the people off the court, but we got to line up with our TV contracts. Now we got to push the right. game back and next third. Oh, my goodness. It just drives me insane. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited as hell. I can't wait for these games. So we are going to preview that. Uh, definitely keeping an eye on uh, – the NBA as well. Let's be honest, the West, the bottom of the West can still be moving up and down. LA is not necessarily out. San Antonio is not necessarily in. Um, go the on, East, uh, yeah, uh, go Spurs uh, go. Uh, uh, the East is up and down as well. This Heat Celtics game is going to be great. I know it is. Hey, we got to um, figure out where the Nets going to end up, bro. Who has to play the Nets win is a really big question. I got a feeling Miami shaking in their britches as they struggle with these Celtics right here. They do, right. do, do, do not want to play, play Brooklyn in the first round. Honestly, though, I, Kath, I'm at the point now. Nobody wants to play Brooklyn in the first round. Yeah, hey, no, I'm not real quick. Hey, hey shout out, shout out. Shout out Cade Cunningham. Um, last night, we've given oh, Cade yeah. Cunningham some stint on this show, and uh, he went punch for punch with Kevin Durant for a couple of quarters last night, Kath. Unfortunately, in overtime, KD was that guy, and he put him away. But Cade Cunningham, I think he had 34. Don't misquote me on that. I don't have the number right in front of me. 
But I want to say Martin product. Arlington Martin product, by the way. Absolutely. Shout out to uh, the DTX. He had, yeah, 34 points, six assists, one rebound. It was enough to catapult him over Scotty Barnes in ESPN's rookie rankings, moved up to the second spot. I'm watching Evan Mobley just have a great game against my Mavs right now. Unfortunately, not enough to be rookie of the year. But, yeah, it took 41. Who's going to be rookie of the year? Evan Mobley. Yeah, okay. I was, oh, I thought you said he wasn't going to be. I was going to oh, say no, Jalen Green is hey, – Jalen Green – He's playing like quite My my big board, I only have Scotty Barnes up there with these other two individuals. I think Kate Cunningham has improved on the back end of the season. And like like I said, if you're going for 34 points your rookie season, uh, you're doing something right, big man. You're doing something right. So shout out to Kate Cunningham. Seems to be getting the boat back on track. Uh, Hopefully you and that Shaquille Bay out there have some pieces in Detroit. Y'all can find a way. Well, you know how I feel. You know know how I feel about Detroit anyway. (laughs) Let's not even – I don't even really say anything else about it. Get your boy Chet Uh, Holmgren up in there, Kath. They need him. They need your boy Chet. God, if Chet goes to Detroit, I really will hate Detroit. Honestly, I think that's a win-win for you, man. Just put him out there in Timbuktu so you never got to hear about him again, huh? <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe send him to somewhere like Orlando or something. Orlando, you know? yes. Exactly what the Magic need is another guy who can't play defense. Yes, exactly. yes. No, I mean, check in, check, check is a rim protector. Anyways, we're going to get out of here. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Listen, our personal Twitter's account, we interact with – uh, the tweets and stuff on there as well. So go ahead and give us a follow if you haven't already. Um, tweet us. Oh, you're too, teaming man. up with my mama about me skipping class, Kat. She doesn't need your support, big dog. She doesn't <laughs> need <your> hey, listen. <laughs> I actually thought about skipping my uh, class today, but check this out, bro. I go to, I went to class today for her to come in there and say, "Oh yeah, it, we're just doing the free writing class, so you don't have to be here." You couldn't like send out an email before I left. Gas prices are expensive. I got to drive two oh, minutes. <laughs> Good Lord, you could have sent the email. I already had it done. But no, we're going to be right back here. Uh, we're going to be right back here on Friday. Like I said, man, follow us on Twitter. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know. We get a couple of DMs. People reach out to us. I like to hear it. I like it a lot. Uh, Calvin says this too. Go ahead, give us a rating. Whatever you're listening, what, what, however you listen to us, give us a rating. Drop it down. I don't care. I know somebody said that Calvin was like the hottest man in the world. Um, not necessarily the disagreeable. Love. Not necessarily disagreeable. <laughs> Yeah, that best take on the show right there. We have to pin that one up. I'll put that one on the Twitter page. Quote it. Quote him on the tweet. Quote him on I was the tweet. Take a screenshot of it, but but no. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Follow us on Twitter. Do all that fun stuff, and we'll see you right back here on Friday on Inside the Lunch Table.